0: Hello and welcome to the dive presented by the first annual Divey Award. Not
1: annual, it's split year because it's gonna <laughs> it's, be every split.
0: It's
2: annual.
1: It's split year. No, it <laughs> is. annual is once a year. Split all is once a split. Dude. I don't. It's I want it to be definition. for the year. Well,
2: you should have been involved in conversation when we decided this earlier. You were too busy <laughs> looking at your phone. That's true. I'm sorry. I've been working for two
0: months on this action sequence that just came out, and I wanted to promote it. Yeah,
2: fair enough. Yep. First yep, you you dive. Yeah, that's a split. You You
1: have to do this now. Twice you know, you guys so
0: kept saying that, and I thought you were you were like referring to some. It was gonna trying to connect it to like uh, Yule time, and it was gonna nope. be like tied into Christmas. No, nope. not annual. Nope. Split
1: Yule. Split <laughs> Yule. All right. Well,
0: welcome to the divies, Regardless, <laughs> I'm actually very get excited for champagne. this. Yeah, I don't get have my get, champagne. Class there, it up wrong. here. Azale has pre-poured his. What, yeah. what is
1: in yours? Sir, what are you drinking today? Which is good because he actually just spilled it. Vodka.
2: <laughs> what is it actually? Is water. It just water. <laughs> <That's> so smoothie. <spinny. laughs> oh, that's, that's
0: oh, these smooth actually. Pour, look, I've never poured these outside of the can, but they look gross. Eww. That's it like sludge.
1: Yeah. Bro, you're drinking swamp Kinda water. Looks like, yeah,
2: it does look like swamp water. Hell yeah.
1: Well, Cheers, ah! boys. <laughs>
0: Cheers. Look the looks the most classy.
1: What do you mean? Mine looks awesome. <laughs> you look at Arsene. Yeah.
2: You look like you're drinking Salsa
1: Verde. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm drinking. It
2: right, would well, actually this, be this, delicious. I'm actually uh, really excited about this. This is something that uh, we've wanted to do for a long time. <laughs> And we actually kind of got organized to, to do it. Going to do some fun awards uh, for End of Split. Obviously, there's the LCS awards, uh, which are a bit more more of the, you know, kind of like serious ones. But these ones are going to be far more prestigious. I was going to say... This
0: must be Elise's personal uh, trophy, by the way. What does it say on it?
2: Congrats on adulting. That feels
0: like him slash one of his friends uh, gave it to jokes, jokes to each other yep. for sure.
1: Um, I would say that these are more prestigious than... Well, yeah, they're much more prestigious. Because the other one... is less serious, perhaps. How many people have won a, like, All-Pro? Oh, tons. Tons. How many people <laughs> yeah, have won... 20. Can't even count them. Yeah. <laughs> how many people have won best individual performance this... From this first You old Divies? Yeah, no one's won it <laughs> no before. No one's won it.
0: <laughs> Nobody's won any divy of any kind yet. Yeah. We've got them right here, baby. So, shall we get started? Well, let's get started. <sighs> all right, I'm excited. The first one I will give out. Best game Divy, And... The winner is... Uh, 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 I, I got to break my star. Uh, uh, oh, my God. I have it here. The, Who winner, it, Kobe? the winner of the best game. First split Yule divy is CLG versus FlyQuest. Congratulations! Congratulations. Oh, CLG versus FlyQuest is actually the longest game of the entire year. But since these are split Yule awards, it was the only the longest game of the split. Uh, <laughs> and we've decided to truncate that award. But it was actually so exciting. We had all of the dragons, multiple elders. We had, you know, base race ending. Um, it was like 40 kills in 45 minutes or something. It was, it was yeah. insane. It was almost like Well, it right wasn't over. a base race end. It was teleporting into the base after pulling them out to the It was Baron. a
1: backdoor, but it was, a, it was an intelligent backdoor, uh, too. It was.
2: it was. It was actually such an exciting game. Also, if you guys are audio-only listeners, Uh, we are actually going to have some video components to this episode. So if you want to see some of the plays and highlights that we're talking about, there will be a video component on YouTube. Um, We're not going to be like directly referencing it. So don't worry, you're not going to be missing out too much. Your mic's going down. Uh, But if you want to do that, check it out on YouTube for sure. That, it was it was such a, I mean, especially the ending of that game was was so much fun, though. You know, like, basically, you know, baiting Philip into TPing to the Baron because they have supers pushing top. You know, he has to answer that wave, push that out, or his Nexus turrets are going to be in trouble. And as soon as he TPs, it felt like it was pre-planned, right? Because it was just the instant, no hesitation, double TP to the base, uh, able to close it out. And a CLG had some really, really exciting games. Yeah, and it actually,
0: uh, in their interview afterwards, they were talking about it. Um... Doklu is split pushing and Contracts is the one that says, hey, Palafox can teleport also. And he's the one, you know, bringing it up and making the call for the double El teleport. Um, which is really cool to hear uh, because it was, it, and it wasn't even like, oh, they baited this like weird play. It's like, oh, "Here's che- here's my chess move. I force you to go here. You have to come respond to check. us at Baron. Exactly. Here's check. And then boom, checkmate. And it came down to like two more autos. Yep. Uh, Azir would have died with like two more autos that could have saved the the nexus so the calculation was actually extremely close um, but, you know, they had that worked Where out. Was the lit- they <laughs> had that worked out all the
1: time. Just They drew it up. <laughs> it, it was it was such a cool game. The whole way to get there, too. Because sometimes you get those crazy endings and you remember like, wow, what a great game. Then but the then you go back minutes, and rewatch, happened. and you're like, I'm kind of bored. Uh, not the case with this game. You will be entertained the entire way through. Yeah. That's why it's a very deserving win to me. Okay. Well, our runner-up
0: for it was actually another CLG game. The CLG win over Evil Geniuses.
2: Also a banger. Um up to that point evil geniuses had not lost a game yeah it was their only loss in the first half of the split um went 8 and 1 if i'm recalling correctly yep. you know and it, it was also really really cool because it felt like to me, that was the the one. I mean, CLG had been doing well already, but that was the one where it was like, oh, maybe they're actually a contender. You know, mm-hmm. like this was a, a really big win against a team that had not lost yet. Yep. Uh, Jojo Pian, I think, had the interview right before that. They were talking about how wanted to go undefeated or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, so <laughs> yeah. it was like... Good timing on that one. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where like, okay, like, you know, EG's going off, like CLG's probably going to get slammed. Um, and they have this really exciting kind of back and forth game where they're actually able to, to, to be the ones to take them down. You know, it's not TL, it's not 100, Thieves uh, it is CLG and funny enough I feel like even in the past when CLG was bad they had some of those uh, games where like they seemed to be the one who would like take down the big dog uh, I remember one against like TL when TL was absolutely going off like a couple years ago where CLG was the first
1: team to beat them in an undefeated run as well uh, the other thing too is it was a game where CLG looked like they were going to lose it they were like had to have a Nexus defense uh, it was super back and forth the whole time and then contracts had that crazy like push down mid lane Uh <laughs> It was just really, really funny game uh, that was, again, entertaining the whole way through. So I think CLG was you could say probably the most entertaining team to watch this split as well they had yeah. the most like banger games around
0: it, it was the coolest oh, I mean I'm definitely I am definitely biased yeah. but the
2: story is actually so Did cool check the votes on that? And you know, this, Kobe just opened it up <laughs> two CLG yeah. games win. Like, listen I have trust me guys
0: it more. it's a C O G right here <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously I was one of the believers in, in them from the very beginning True. and this was the moment that this game was the first one where I started to get actual be able to talk shit yeah <laughs> and
2: it was Funny because Your beliefs after, stopped being delusional yeah, at that point. I, exactly. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, shit, he's not crazy. Oh, he's believing really not... in CLG
1: again, whatever. Yeah. But, okay, grandpa. But then it was
0: funny because after this, the haters started to come out, like the couple weeks after they started to drop some more games. And yeah. people were like, ah, oh, never mind. It was just that one, you mm-hmm. know. Ah, Kobe, you're not going to get us again. Uh And it wasn't until, you know, then they also had taken down Team Liquid that, I, you know, we got to like bolster the argument i guess mm, yeah. of the story but we had so many you know cool stories this split and you know th- this was certainly like the bad news bears you know triumph arc basically uh, one of them and and it's always cool to see that especially from a group of players that have you know had to put in so much work they multiple players on that team have been demoted back to academy work their way mm-hmm. back up to starting LCS
2: spots so that that's the coolest thing to me it's not just that like oh CLG's good again like imported a bunch of people and whatever and like yeah exactly did it was, not like, import you know like they, they're playing with a lot of players that people um had kind of written off right like uh, myself included right you know i i power them them very low i can't remember exactly what it was but it was like for me was, uh was, i can look at them right here yeah it it was, we'll, we'll get into that later later but like i was completely wrong about them. them right um i was completely wrong about them yeah. Yeah. and uh and you know i'll eat my humble pie on that and, and i'm glad to be because they turned out to be so much more interesting than i thought you know palafox was way better contracts improved enormously Dokla is enormously better than I remember him being last time he was in the LCS like these guys stepped up so much Luger and Poom I think were kind of maybe the closest to what people expected um, but yeah it's just so and fun to watch and not only were
0: they better than you thought they're just so much more ex- the games are so exciting yeah, yeah. even with durability patch you could count on the CLG games to be like oh my god why did he go for that dive I don't care because it's funny you know somebody's dying or it did either, exactly, either it worked or it didn't
1: either way it's funny I think the the slow of like people getting on the bandwagon, hit, I, I was not quite early adopter like you, but after week one, I believed in CLG after that 3-0. I was like, okay, it's okay.
0: They, we accept all yeah, newcomers. Yeah. And, to then, the and, then,
1: and then I started having to push back on the other people who were like it was just like constant <laughs> up and down. People were like, no, 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 they suck. You can't believe in them because they dropped a couple in the yeah, build yeah, and they yeah. started winning again. Now it's everyone believes. And now they're gonna have to play in the The roller coaster. Yeah. All right, Mark. Let's get the next award here. All right. Moving along, this next award is the best play of the split so this is a single play and the winner is how's that champagne what year is it
0: (laughs) it's about 1882 here by the color of it Mm, a little sledgey
1: the the key is to leave it uncorked so the bacteria can get (laughs) in. that's to the depth of flavor (laughs) it's so deep anyways the best play of the split goes to revenge on Aatrox versus TSM turning around a critical fight. Looked like he was gonna be all dead. Fine stuff. <laughs> Looked like he was gonna be all dead. all dead. He was gonna be all kinds of and dead. And, all then he, and then he made them all kinds of dead when he turned around with Aatrox. It's The revenge to you after that point. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Looked like he was gonna be all dead, and then splat splat, he just healed for I think we we went over in the replay. There were there were like mm-hmm. three separate. Over 500 HP heals. One of them was almost 900, I think. Um, But the massive gore drinker to start it off. You also got a massive uh, third hit of Q, Uh, the auto, empowered auto as well. Yep. Um, Just that's definitely one of those dreams that when when the, the designers talk about designing champions and they're like ah the champion fantasy yeah. what is the champion fantasy that you're aiming for heal for but, eighteen <laughs> thousand exactly the whole when you're playing this champion they're like well you know he's this uh you know demon sword blade thing
1: he's the world ender exactly world
0: ender you want to 1v5 heal off the entire team and i was like well that's your that's your promo video for the Aatrox you know fantasy
2: I mean what anytime I think about Aatrox highlights I think of the shy you know that that play versus G2 and now I think of I think of this play as well right you know it's it's one of those that's like it was so shocking it looked like you know he had gotten caught on on a pick I can't remember exactly he had yeah (laughs) I can't remember exactly what the CC was to hit him but like he got CC'd they tried to 100 to zero him Mm -hmm. he's down to like 5%, if not lower than 5%, gets the ulti gore drinker off and then just goes nuts, right? And it was one of those plays where it so easily could have been just instantly dying and nothing happening. Um, But, you know, he he is able to survive. He's able to turn it around. And those are those plays that are just like so
1: exciting because they're so unexpected, so shocking. And, I mean, at that point, it gave a little bit of hope to... IMT fans because yep. they were able to win that game versus TS at that point at that point and then, <laughs> then they had that 0-2 week and you're like oh maybe they can make the run or not they didn't end mm-hmm. up doing it but this was a Revenge had
0: a bunch of like good individual um, kind of games that they strung together for a while yep. there too you know there was uh, um, some, some definite hope, hope building there as well yeah definitely yep. agree
1: alright so the runner up was the Berserker Penta on Zeri versus FlyQuest I actually voted for this one for number yeah. one. Holly debated. For, <laughs> I
2: think it was one second. And then Kobe said, okay, you guys won. It, it was Holly
0: debated. Yeah. And then both Mark and Azale voted for uh, for the Aatrox one. And Azale tried to start explaining the reasoning. And I was like, I don't care. You voted me. Here, here's the entirety the of the reasoning.
1: <laughs> Zeri has 33 pentas in pro play this year. I, <laughs> I forget the stat. Yeah, but It
0: was, was super well played. But Berserker played, played this one really well, yeah, That's actually. why it's on
1: here. Because it yeah. wasn't one of like the limp Zeri pentas where you get it for existing. He yeah. did have to outplay because his front line got blown up. Exactly. Yep. So. and he, he played it hyper aggressive too credit for Berserker what I really really
2: liked you know like he it has a, him flashing forward into yep. the team when it's like you know multiple people still alive it's not just one of the trash cleanup ones yep. Um. where you know he's DPSing behind a front line and, and like you know getting some last hits yep. he actually put out an incredible amount of damage he played it right to the limit of, of his champion you know getting very aggressive you know had had a really kind of like clever E where he's like eating sideways across the wall to get more damage out Um. this was just so well played mechanically and I think it really kind Kind of encapsulates you know Berserker as a player and why people are so excited about this guy um, because his team fighting is just absolutely on point. Yeah, I think
0: it's it's indicated by people's reaction after the play. People after this were going, "Oh my God, Berserker!" instead of. Oh, my God, I hate Zeri. Yep. F this champion. Like, that is a very real reaction. That's a, after a lot of Zeri, you know, pentacles. Zari Zeri
1: kicked up. I uh, got to reuse my, my Danny one from his Baron Penta where I did the, the Invader Vi meme. I just, like, basically copy-pasted this one. Oh, yeah, over I saw time. that. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. I said I was going to do it for every Penta that happened. You definitely didn't. Well, there's only been there's one. The Johnson one. So the Johnson one happened, but that one was so lame, and it took like 45 oh, so seconds. So you're biased against Johnson. No, I'm biased against lame Pentas, where like you're like the, to the cleanup point, mm. you know, like that was one where he's just like his whole team's just wiping them, and he's like doink, doink, doink. Yeah. And on top of that, it took like 45 seconds. I can't make the video. <laughs> I'm going to just repeat the chorus of 30 seconds to Mars <laughs> like four times as he's like running <laughs> up the lane like. Ah! You just jump cut. I would have worked I'm saying, taking away know? from this
0: that Mark did not uh, stay true to his word
1: I'm gonna, I will do though. it again but I, I, I saw that one I thought about it and I was like that was so lame. it wasn't that cool of penta <laughs> no, I will
2: agree no. it was in the like lolly sports stuff plays or whatever though I saw it
1: on Twitter I mean for the week sure you know it was a penta but it was a penta I'm not going to spend 20 minutes. You won't, you won't take away that from it. Of all the pentas, it, it was certainly won. was one. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of awards shows, this is one, Azale. <laughs>
2: yeah. Your turn. True. <laughs> of all the presenters? Though some may debate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, some
1: may say, is it an award show if there's no actual award? <laughs> Excuse me, this is
2: the award right here. Uh, you have to give that there out There may now, be awards that just haven't come yet, Mark. <laughs> All right, for funniest play of the split... Dun, 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 dun. This one goes to River and Inspired in Dignitas versus EG. Whee! River invading Inspired on Poppy, and Inspired tries to Poppy out uh, all out River, but accidentally hits his own Red Buff too. Yeah. So the Red Buff and River land in the river, and then River just kills the Red Buff and like hits him with a thumbs up or whatever. I think he hit him with an emote. Yeah. Uh, it was just such a goofy looking play, you know, trying to stop the, this invade and it seemed pretty clever but just the the edge of the Poppy all hits out the red buff too and just ends yeah. up giving over the free red buff. I was casting that one I was cracking up uh
0: because Poppy, Poppy is and deservedly so the number one jungler right now mm-hmm. and these ults can be just so game changing you know you hit two people out for a team fight 3v you know all these things and then this is just well uh, A delivery and an escape
1: all in one. It's also just that the animation of a poppy all in and of itself is funny. Yeah. Like the bunk going right up and just, woo, and have it be the two people and him landing right next to it. Like, oh, this is what I wanted anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm out of here. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was
2: pretty funny. Definitely a good one. I really am such a fan of of abilities that like have the highs and the lows. You know what I mean? Like they're really fun to watch in pro. Uh, like Bardall, oh, yeah. Poppy All. Ones that like you can actively grief your, like, you know, or Completely win a game with it. So you're
0: a fan of trolling your own team. I, I this does track. Yeah, <laughs> most of Azale's story about uh, you know his previous gaming experience are also about trolling people and how much joy it gives him. Oh yeah, it's fun. Wait, here I got, have the, got runner got runner, oh, okay. the runner up. Oh, I've got the runner up right here. Azale it okay. says so. Oh wait, oh you can't see the inside.
2: Excuse me. <laughs> I like how you stole Azale's award. For well, him. we weren't moving it ahead. I got to move it ahead. All right, runner up here was uh, the missed beer. In a zero shuffle on Afro. Hey, okay, how'd you know? You don't have the Afro. Envelope. Afro then starts emoting and just staying around on the on the bar or whatever, and just uh, just ends up dying. To auto attack. Okay, he emoted him
0: with this emote, Ugh! like. Shocking, he yeah. just missed another Azir ult, which is funny because Bjergsen had missed all of his Azir ults it was, this game. It was the best
1: Azir that didn't land an ult,
0: yeah. And then he's after we're still just standing there. And this, and Bjergsen's like, All right, fine, I'm still right here though, and just three shots him
2: with the autos. It reminded me a lot of, um. A play from spring with summit, where I think it was against 100 Thieves. I want to say where he like narrowly outplays and escapes this yep. closer gank and then just walks back up just, the boomerang, yeah, up. walks straight it up. It was a back like and then just dies. and You're like, bro, how cocky can you get? I was casting that one
0: also, it was actually ridiculous. He dodges the crazy Lee Sin, you know, ward
1: hop flash at mm-hmm. the and stuff. Oh my god. I feel like there were a lot of funny plays this split, but it's harder for me to recollect them than hype plays because yep. that you spend a lot of time like talking about and, oh, that was so cool. I really struggle to remember all the funny things. Mm-hmm. I know Jose Diotto had a lot of funny stuff. Of, like notes. It's, take notes whenever he'd miss a cue or have like an insane insect. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any that we might have oversighted, Feel free to leave in the comments. Below. Leave Anything. your award list, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. We want the full award list, not just for funny plays. I mean, you don't have that's a that's a big burden. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Your You're entire a award list. You, you you do whatever you want, anyways. No, <laughs> they
0: don't have to do any
1: of these. So. I know. I agree. As that's far as the burden, uh. <laughs> I'll, I especially want the funny play ones because I I've, I always struggle to remember those more. So especially any funny plays. Oh, yeah. our uh, our producer
2: says he'll he'll feature interesting funny plays next week. So if there's if there's a good one that you put in there maybe you'll get it in the episode I'm not actually reading your comments I'm just doing this for engagement well our producer will read them <laughs> and I'll read them too Mark because I love our
1: fans alright all right. go the next play best individual performance so this is a single game performance not like an MVP or all pro it's just like wow that one game you turbo stomped I mean that yes. one time there that one time there
0: also the wording is just best individual performance so it actually doesn't have to be a game true True,
1: but it, but this it, is. Is. it, it was. <laughs> <laughs> In this case, we all unanimously agreed that was our interpretation. Yes. <laughs> so the winner is Wippo's set versus evil geniuses. If people miss this game. Golf clap for this one. This one doesn't get the
2: full. I don't know. I realized that might be really annoying for audio listeners, Mark, so I As, didn't do that. Well that's that probably horrible. Anyone wearing headphones, blame Mark Z. Yeah, well,
1: I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. You shouldn't have Actually they can't hear this hearing so. loss.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they can't hear anything. All righty,
1: Whippo set versus EG. Counterpick came in. Everyone was excited. This is the first time we'd really seen set into Gwen this split, as far as I can remember. First time we saw set, period, I'm pretty in sure. Top? Yeah. I don't... No one no one's playing Who set he
0: top. Who He played set some top, support though. support games.
1: Yeah. yeah. But so we I, did see some set. I think this was the first time we'd seen the set counterpick top. We're all like, Oh, we're excited to see how this matchup goes. You sound but sometimes it you know, like it doesn't actually end up being that cool and it's like a 10 CS lead. This was like, we're diving you level 3 under your turret with your jungler there getting a 2 for 1 then they try and gank him to like save top lane that, he turns yeah. the 1v2 everything just keeps going top and he has like I don't know like 8 kills and assists in the first 10 minutes of the game and the yeah. game is just over I,
0: I agreed and voted for him for this one too because you know we, we've we had those games every jungler has been there when there's a top laner that gets fed like that it's either Set or Alawi or Aatrox you know Darius these, the, Darius these, these top laners that can 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 2v1, and you learn. You learn to fear these top laners. So I was very surprised that that fear was not not evident in this game, but I voted for him still because I was like, that's the best individual performance. I want that on my team at all times. I want that to be my top laner. 2v1-ing it's just such a good feeling as a jungler when you see your top laner two v one the gank. Not only does the gank fail, but now that you're you as a jungler are free to do whatever you want on the other side of the map. It's it's actually tremendous.
2: It's it's really cool, and and I mean I think it's made more cool by the fact that like no one plays this right. So I, I even just double check because so not only was it the only top uh, set game in the LCS globally in the in the top league, so like the major regions, there was only four played all split. Set top set game, so no one's playing this. Three six nine played it twice. Gen X played it once, and then Boopoo played it once. Right, mm-hmm. so uh, that's it for the set. And and it wasn't just this like, oh, okay, he he picked this off meta thing, and it, it was okay. Like you're talking about, like he was the game, right? Like it was, it was he was the focal <laughs> point. He absolutely dominated. Um, and I think it it really kind of like encapsulates a lot of what I I love about Boopoo as a player is that he is not afraid to like really go for these aggressive picks and go at you, and he has that kind of killer mindset. Um, that I think makes him good at Set. Also makes him good at Olaf. and Makes him good at when he played Top Rengar. And
1: like a lot of these niche picks that are like Wipo Classics. Yeah. And I think he played it well. When you are talking about like Champion Fantasy of mm-hmm. Aatrox. For Set, it's you get hit. You get really low. You get that fatty Haymaker Shield. You, you kill someone. Your healing starts coming in. Like he <laughs> actually had to play it very well in a couple of these to outplay. Where he's getting like double digit procs of, like, he's at, like, 50 health or something when he props W and then gets a gore drinker right after to go, like, way back up in health. So, he he played it really well. And that is, like, that's what set's supposed to look like if you're smurfing on kids. Yep. There's our runner-up. Runner-up is just fresh off this weekend, Inspired's Vi versus Cloud9. I think everyone should remember this one. It shouldn't be that hard. He probably just won MVP because of this game. Of course, the rest of the season. Okay, yeah, he, he won MVP. He was already gonna win MVP. Just, this one just removed any doubt. This, yeah, this,
0: this, this one, like we said on the cast, it was like the end of the year. Everyone's like, okay, fine. So everybody thinks Inspired, but what about, you know, what other dark horses or runner-ups for the MVPs? this was a victory lap. This yeah. was
1: Inspired <laughs> to saying, no, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is my award. the 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 one v three was obviously huge, but the entire game from him was actually just like a masterclass mm-hmm. on Vi because he had to weather the like I hate playing Vi personally. I know she's like strong in the middle. I right? love it. I know you love it, but like I you, I just feel so I'm bad. So whenever I play Vi and you miss your cue or something, you're like I'm a useless champ. Now I'm just in here and mm-hmm. I'm gonna get messed up. And he also had to survive some, like, the early pressure where they, they burned the flash on, I think it was uh, the invade mm-hmm. that came in. Um, and he, like, weathered the early storm, started getting fed, and then he got to the point where he could do the 1v3 and stuff. So it was actually, a, like, an entirely amazing game from him. Yeah,
0: for me, it was actually hard to choose an inspired game. And since this one was freshest in everyone's memory, I was like, yeah, sure, just go go with that one. You know, you got a yeah. 1v3, bunch of kills and stuff. But th- this man has been
2: amazing all split long, so well-deserved. I mean, there was so many good individual performances that I think this war was super, super hard. And honestly, there's probably like 10 or 20 other games we listed that a lot like, you, you I remember. could think about. Yeah. Um, even just like ones that popped into my head, like I was like, oh, the Luger Draven game where you had like 10 kills super early. Um, Takui had an incredible uh, Talia game. Uh, Abadaga had some like monster Azir games. His roaming stylus game was super, super good too. Contracts Um, had some poppy games. Contracts had some incredible games. Uh, Jensen had some 1v9s. Like a a lot of players. Danny had incredible games. A lot, a lot of players had these really monster games. So that one was super hard. Bwipo as well had like what, the 11-12 kill GP game where he was like absolutely 1v9-ing. Yeah, an Olaf game. Yeah, so there was like a lot of You know, crazy, crazy individual performances. I mean, be interested to hear what the fans think is like the one, the best one. This is a very
0: prestigious Divey Award and it is very highly contested. So, I mean, yep. Just speaks to the quality. Everybody wants them. Quality of this show, quality of this award.
1: Every single person is on the edge of their seat watching this. All the pros are like, am I going to win the Divey this time? They've been waiting since the Dive came out, you know, for years. Even though we didn't have dive. Make sure to tag your, the, the winners, too, yeah. because they actually probably haven't watched this. And now they'll be like, no, no, no. They're, they're watching right now. <laughs> they're in the audience live. Yeah,
2: actually right there. Yeah. <laughs> the honestly, entire right LDS, yes, all the pros. Can we get a just, shot of them in the crowd? You know how
1: they <laughs> oh, was in the award shows where they Don't show Denzel yeah. Washington, like, yeah. like clapping. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like it's always him. Though. All right, what's our next award, Mr. Isaac right, Zayle? This, this one, to go to a more somber note, it's the most tragic moment of the split. And Silence, the winner. please well, Un- <laughs> moment, as well, to be
1: clear, does not indicate just in game. Does not.
2: <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, the winner, the winner is the River Trade. <laughs>
0: uh, this one we all agreed this had to be it because not only was this tragic from the initial standpoint of, oh my goodness, Dignitas are giving up; they're selling off their best player. Sad for them. It was also tragic for Golden Guardians who made the purchase because they didn't win any games until they actually then matched up with Dig with their very last game to buy one win. And they were getting blasted that whole game. And it may or may not have probably caused their GM to get fired. So there's this tragedy all over the place. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, that plus they also had gotten rid of or uh, they had traded Chime to TSM right before it. They had the leader swapping. It was, it was like the... The avalanche that began with the river trade that kind of was the end of Golden Guardians season as well as Dignitas's. You know what's funny? Golden Guardians is in playoffs. (laughs) I know they're in playoffs, (laughs) but I meant like to the end of the season.
0: What's funny to me is when the news for this was announced, I'm pretty sure I remember my take was that it was a win-win scenario <laughs> because dig get paid and i was like great you know they can look for you know new talent for next yeah. year they got a lot of money <laughs> they cut their losses that, and then golden guardians were gonna get way better and, and have their yeah. run too so that's why
1: it's yep. especially tragic because there was the bed of mm-hmm. the seed of optimism where i'm like this might actually make golden guardians yeah go on a little run yeah. we, we were really positive about it i was
2: thinking Could Golden Guardians get, like, sixth? Like, that would be really good, right? Like, could they jump up a couple of spots here? Because at one point, I think they went four and five in the first half. They went one and eight in the second half, only beating Dig, who they took River from. The only reason they won. And that one was, like, they They beat them when they had had Soul, Elder, and and Baron. I'm not sure if Baron was still active at the same time, but, like, that was a game they should have lost, right? Um... So this this was definitely a tragic moment. All right, we got the runner up, is the inspired Elder Steel. Um, this absolute monster throw was against Immortals, if I'm recalling it correctly. Immortals was massively, massively up. Looked like they're gonna win this game. You know, Immortals is improving. Immortals is gonna take down a big jog, right? Like it was after the the week break, I believe. It was after yeah. the TSM game too. So it was like, oh, then maybe they're becoming good. Yeah, the first the first week back after that break. They had a couple really close games and you're really starting to believe. They're almost going to take down EG. Incomes Inspired, Steals the Elder. This could also be a very non-tragic play for EG fans but for Immortals fans whew, it was tragic
0: yeah that it's funny that we have it in here labeled as the Inspired Elder Eldersteel because from that point of view it could be one of the best plays of the split yep. EG were about to lose Inspired Stole Baron they, they saved the game and they just win off of that but it's from the, e, the uh, Immortals point of view and this now I remember this was also a game where revenge was popping off this mm-hmm. was another one of the like oh my god we're building this like revenge is having so many good games that he was Fiora, I believe. He was the most fed member. Inspired not only goes in and steals the Elder, but he jumps back out, he survives, and he draws over, he distracts Revenge, who is their most fed member and he jumps out of the pit to try and kill him, Inspired bonks him, heals him off Divine Sunder proc, goes back in, lives, oh, that was and like then Revenge, yeah. the most fed member of Immortals, is away from the team fight also, and they just completely collapse and lose the entire game off that. And so it's this moment where you're like, oh no, there was so much building for Immortals. They they had the, the this momentum behind them in the league, in, in the standings, and their games looking way better, and they were mm-hmm. about to take down number one evil geniuses.
1: And then they don't. Yep. Yeah. And then you have an honorable mention here, Mark. Uh, oh, I, I had thrown this out as an option. I don't know if we, we need to cover it, but it was just... The, okay, the, I wasn't going to. I was like, that's not tragic. I mean, it was tragic because Philip was this young, promising kid coming into top lane, building up his reputation. He, he was still surprising is. people. No, not anymore. <laughs> uh, he's the scourge of the community now. <laughs> but he was, he was someone who I think a lot of people were excited about. And then we flew a graphic that was talking about. I it, am still excited. You can't nope. be. you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You you're confused be. is what you call it. Yeah, he's in <laughs> a day. Disney. Everyone was Disney. so excited. <laughs> they ran a graphic behind us about his favorite anime. He had selected Rent-A-Girlfriend. And then they lose that game. And all that is, is in the post-game thread is, I can no longer support FlyQuest. <laughs> I am no longer a Phillip fan. This kid, like, I don't care about him anymore. Of all the bad rom-com animes you could pick...
2: This is a tragic. We lost it lost In a great Sierra for anime. You know, you could have picked
1: Jujutsu Kaisen or Demon Slayer. Even or something. if you wanted to just pick an, an easy one, a romance one. Yeah, You have like Wotokoi, you have Love is War. You have... God, I just watched another one. I can't remember what it is now. Whatever, Love of is pretty funny. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good...
0: Spy X Family, I've been told is very cute, but I haven't watched Spy X it X Family is so a, good. It's
1: really good. It's, it's not so quite good. a romance one, though. It, there's like a little, but... No, I was just mentioning that as a good... Yeah, it yeah. is good. There's there's for a lot of great scene. anime you could have listed. There's a lot. <laughs> the I haven't one. seen Rent of Girlfriend, but Mark tells me it's not one of them. So, no one says it's completely defaulting to trust here. All right. Well, great wrap up
0: there, Mark. Uh, Let's move on to the final award of this year's Divies. I'm so sad it's almost over already. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed my time with you, uh, fellas. Um, This one is for Best Out of Game Performance.
1: And the winner is. I don't. I don't want to make too much noise again. You're like you're like finger. T- <laughs> I'm not gonna get. No one's up. gonna hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: People are like, we'll, why we'll is he causing for so long?
1: Toby <laughs> was lightly tapping his fingers on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, sorry for I those
2: once didn't hear. Really. It. Very sensitive.
0: It is Vulcan for the ratio memes for ratio. I, we should have got the exact timeline of for the amount of time where he successfully ratioed double. every single double if tweet for months yeah. for months on end literally anytime he tweeted anything bam ratio bam ratio and it culminated with the uh, Ratio the the forehead. forehead space.
2: I mean, I, I, just, I just think it's, it's been fun how much he's kind of like adopted the, the live evil on EG. He like his trash talk. His interviews are really good. The ratio stuff is funny. Obviously, at a certain point, it was like, okay, we get it. You can ratio yeah. doublelift enough. Um, but he's just been such a fun player. He performs well in game. Um, he's down to do like content and stuff. So uh, definitely deserving of credit. And I think it's a great example of, of a player really kind of like building their brand through through this kind of yeah. style.
0: And, and that's where the award comes from is the out-of-game performance of actually putting in effort and work and building your brand and successfully doing so as well.
1: Yeah, I think I would have been down to give it to like a really f- amazing single thing that someone did, but he consistently had some of the best stuff over the course of the whole split too, which I think was it was the commitment to being a force out of game. All right, runner up for this. No surprise
0: to me, Bwipo, out-of-game performance, absolute smurf. One of the best things uh, fans have really latched onto that we started doing is bringing on the pros, integrating them into the analyst desk. Bwipo did everything. He did analyst desk that day. He interviewed. He came on. He cast. He played. (laughs) They won their game as well. He he actually just hit the grand slam and did
1: everything. I think Fudge should be in there too. I I was going to say the same thing because – They interviewed interviewed each each other. Yeah, the casting and desk, we've done before. Yeah. And it's always nice. And he's a really smart, eloquent guy, so you're going to enjoy Whippo being on there. But the interview, and then the next week, Fudge interviewing him. Yeah, yeah, that that little combo of the interview, I think, was really funny and also kind of insightful just seeing two pros. No one else on camera, I think, is like the thing that I enjoyed about it. it's, It's just these two guys shooting shit kind of yeah yeah
2: and and both of them are really like opinionated really intelligent about the game you know they're they're, like confident to give those opinions so i think that made it a lot of fun and also this shot here one of the things you'll always you'll always notice is after tl games but was one of the guys who uh seems to always make a point of going outside and taking photos with the fans um and that's something that I, I really respect and really yeah. appreciate um is that you know he's, he's taking the time instead of just dipping out quickly uh, he's a popular guy so obviously a lot of people want to take photos um and he'll obviously hang around and, and get photos with fans pretty much every single week I feel like I I see him out there if I'm walking out after a TL game yeah. or if I'm around I, after one
0: I think it's really important because um, ever since, you know, us going into lockdown and all COVID restrictions no and, stuff, and stuff, there's no organization yeah. for this stuff anymore. It actually used to be a really big thing, uh, in the live events and, and coming to LCS and stuff like that. It was actually structured. We'd have like backdrops and times and stuff. Um, and so now it's a lot more on individuals to do stuff like this and it's up to everybody to do their part.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and to be fair, I understand people who are like, I just want to be super safe and wear a mask and not risk getting caught. Totally. I, I respect that angle as well. So that's why, like, you know, the lack of an organization where it's like, you must now go outside and meet fans. I get it, but it does for people who are still going out there and giving fans a good experience for showing up in person. I, I appreciate that as yep.
2: well. Well, that'll do it for the first Split You'll Divey Awards. This is fun, Uh, and we want to keep doing it. So if you guys have suggestions, maybe we can upgrade it. I'm hoping we can get some terrible awards to actually go deliver to the pros and get their incredible reactions, um, because they are going to be ecstatic to find out that they've
1: won these. Yeah, there's probably going to be a follow-up to this. There should be. So stay tuned to just my Twitter. (laughs) Only my Twitter. Don't follow these two idiots. (laughs) Okay, fair enough.
2: All right, onwards to... Some other awards that happen. Uh, I mean, you, no you could really say they're cares. important, but I don't think they are. No one would say that, Mark. Uh, it's okay. the All-Pro voting. It's the MVP voting. Most improved, etc. The end of split awards. And some of them, I guess, are end of year, because like, it was Rookie of the Year, Most Improved of the Year. So yeah. those were year-long awards. Uh, just happened. We had to submit our votes last night by midnight. Um, so I submitted mine yesterday. I found a couple of the positions really hard. Mm-hmm. Um mid lane in particular i was like oh no matter what i do i feel like i'm snubbing multiple people um it felt hard because a lot of people across these positions were like more up and down do do we want to start like top to bottom how we want to do this
1: i'm down to to bounce around a little bit i I like the mid lane discussion because i'm
0: down to clown
1: yeah uh I, i just felt like i agree it was the hardest thing for me and compared to spring where it felt like the mid lane pool was weak. Yeah. and like I was picking from people I wasn't that passionate about when I was like debating third team or whatnot. This was the complete opposite experience where I, like you said, yes, people were up and down, but a lot of people were huge factors in the wins that they were picking up yeah. when, when they play well. Like uh, between Kalafos, Palafox. Jojo, Jensen, Abadaga, and Bjergsen. you have six legitimate people. Yeah. I think you could put in a three-person pool. That's that's how I felt. Is I, I I started thinking through.
2: Okay, who would I consider? And I got to six and I was like, shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. how do I do this? What like, are you, like, the summer playoffs now? Gonna have all yeah, eight teams? Yeah. <laughs> um, I voted everyone. for eight in my three. I just wrote multiple people per. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, stick was, their names together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Abba Birksen, I don't know. Um, <laughs> It, it's it was really really hard, right? So I had to start thinking about like what did I kind of like value the most, you know, and and who, how am I going to kind of really evaluate early split versus late split? Mm-hmm. Like Obidogo was hard for me because I thought the first couple weeks he had some really terrible uh, laning performances, and I think he was just like overall kind of forgettable. Even in some of those games, I guess to be fair to him, he did come back and play better in team his, fights. His charms in, in mid to late game were good, but like I felt like he on a worse team would have just like solo lost his game a number of those early game teams. So I did kind of hold that against him. Um, but definitely, like, week four onwards, he was potentially the best mid laner in the league, right? Like, he was really, really good, had a lot of incredible performances. So it's like, you compare that, and then you look at, at Takui, who had some invisible slash not great games, and then a whole bunch of, like, 1v9s. Palfox had some 1v9s and some kind of stinkers. Um, Bjergsen, I felt like, was really consistent across the board. JoJo... Wasn't, didn't really have to be the reason his team was winning because like EG was really good. He had less super standard performances, but again, I thought was like very consistent and played to what his team needed from him. It became really difficult to kind of compare.
1: Top lane was also really hard for me. Really? Yeah. I thought top lane was the easiest for me. Re- I, thought, I thought what? top lane was, you, was pretty easy too. Well,
0: are you kidding me? No. No. Okay, explain to me
1: uh, what who, your votes you Do you votes want to say then? your mid lane votes first? Yeah, I-
0: Someday, Impact, Bwipo, Dokla. You're definitely snubbing somebody.
1: I don't think... No offense to Dokla. I think he was a huge change for the team that helped improve them. Yeah, I didn't think he was top three. He was, was actually he? not... He, you're he, definitely snubbing then. Well, I think it was Impact. Or I had Someday... Bwipo, Impact. That's the exact same as Coney. And I don't think it was very close outside of Yeah, B3. that's that's how I felt.
2: I, I felt like Dokla had some good games, but I thought Dokla had way more bad games than those top three. And,
1: and there were times where he was getting abused because CLG was not covering him well. Yeah. But I also can't not... Like, I can't just pretend that didn't happen where there was just the games where he was like 0-4 and down 20 CS, which happened like a lot in the middle of the split when they were in that, that slump. Again, yeah. it's not necessarily his fault entirely, but he also had games where he just took bad trades and got crapped on for it. Yeah, I, I, thought it was, no. I, uh, I thought it was clear. I that snubbed so other sweet. CLG players who I feel a lot worse about. So to bounce back to mid lane, mm. if you don't mind. But who, but. Is, who is your top lane vote, though? So, yeah, quickly. Uh, I snubbed Whippo. So I you put Dokla? Yep. Really? Wow. wow. That's crazy to That's me. That's crazy to me. Whippo absolutely smurfed so many games. Yeah. And was like... Yeah, he had a lot of stinkers at the beginning, too. Did he? I
2: feel like when I looked back,
0: Bovo did not have very many bad games. He had some games where like he... Are you kidding? Go back and even look at his interviews. He's talking about his own stinkers.
1: Yeah, but his stinkers were not on the same level as the stinkers to me. Um, And I feel like even those games, a lot of the times there's other horrible things going on with his team. It was hardly like he was the stinker that cost them the game to me. Um, he, he did have some bad games, but man, he had some a
2: lot of pop off games and a lot of really good games. Yeah, I saw. I thought top lane is hard. I think. I think
0: you guys snubbed. Uh, Dokla I think you got the, the CLG I eyes CLG a little bit I too think, much I think Keep you stabbed him super hard no, <laughs> I, think, I think you're not at all. <laughs> no way he's all right. top three
1: also to, to like I, I use stats and uh, not like as the entire thing but Blippo was legitimately like leading in every laning statistic and Dokla was like bottom <laughs> I, I felt like I felt like Fudge should be above Dokla and I didn't and I didn't put Fudge in yeah I didn't even consider Fudge seriously and
2: what I, Yeah, Man, you guys seriously. just insta cut them all I mean Fudge had, had quite a few bad games too I think Fudge like highs mm-hmm. are easily in the top three, but I just think he wasn't as consistent as those top three. I thought those, like the top three, were so
1: consistently good for their teams uh, yeah. throughout the, all, the and, whole and year. Top lane's a role where you just get screwed sometimes, yeah. So, like, and it is how your team, team plays impact, he, and stuff. he got bopped by Bwippo, you know, like 1v9, lost the game. Like, there was it, like those Gwen games, or yeah, t- yeah. The, every top laner is gonna have those games, it's, it's like Dokla had them, Bwippo had them, mm-hmm. someday had them, but. I think when I look at like the positive games and their average performance, those three were a stand above, ahead above than anyone else. It yep. And I didn't think it was that close outside. Yeah, of that. that's how I thought. I think if if
2: I did like a four or five, it would have been probably Fudge four, Dokla five. Yeah, I probably. think is what I yeah.
0: what I would have think about. I, I just say, I guess my top five had been way closer than your mm-hmm. guys' top
2: five. Yeah, I thought it was like three, to, like I thought it was someday, then like a drop, and then kind of like you know, Bo impact on a tier, and then a drop, and then. Kind of like Fudged
1: Oklahoma and stuff. So, on to more CLG snubs. I wanted to put Fox in my top three so badly. For mid lane. For mid lane. Yeah. I thought he was... He was a little up and down, like you said. But towards the end of the split, he was smurfing on Beurgen. He was smurfing on that Akali game. He plays an important role with the team where he will sack CS to meet up with contracts and kind of enable contracts' crazy man style, I think where if he's just doing that by this himself. Crazy man style. Dude, he, he's like I'm going for <laughs> invades. I don't I care. Know, and I then know. Palafox is like, well shit, I guess I got to go too. <laughs> and like it actually worked for them. Yeah. I thought that they worked together and when we talked to junglers, there'll be another snub in there. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, I, th- I thought Palafox he he was incredible like the negative CSD just a little bit. It was like negative 2, but he was second or third in gold difference at 15 and yeah. he was number 1 in kills at 15. I think he was also number one in assists. Like, he was just all over the map and like enabling those kinds of plays that they made. Mm -hmm. Uh, It didn't always work. So, like, yeah, sometimes it looked bad. But, like, that's the same way people talk about really aggressive players. Like, sometimes you lose it and sometimes you win it. He was winning a lot more than he was losing. And I felt like had a bigger impact in the majority of games than some people like Bierksen, who was more consistent and had good games as well. But yeah, I, I snubbed him. I feel bad. Yeah, that, that one was hard. I also stubbed
2: uh, Takui. Same. Which I was like, damn. Because he actually was the reason for like a lot of FlyQuest wins. Um, he, he led the league in pogs, played yep. games. Yep. He had, he had some really, really good performances there. I just thought this one was so much less clear cut than definitely one of the hardest individual like position awards I can remember for All Pro in doing it for a long time. So, this this one was really, really tough for me. At the end of the day, and I, I don't... I actually, I'm not even sure what the public perception is going to be on this one. i kind of just assuming I'm going to get flamed, by put Bjergsen first. And, and I do just think at the end of the day, as much as people are going to point to the recent Bjergsen Azir game and um, who was that against? 100 Thieves, right? Yeah, and, and kind of flaming that one. Overall, Bjergsen just does everything I want from a mid laner. He basically never dies. He puts out good damage. He consistently has good laning. Like he is, is a team fight threat, right? Like he has, gets some solo kills. He, like he de- kind of just does what you need, right? When I, when I look at like what I want most from like mid and bot, it's, it's people who are just like so incredibly consistent and, you know, always, always putting out damage, never really being the reason that you lose the game. Kobe's face palming.
0: Yeah, I knew some people were gonna put Bjergson first, but I didn't know you were gonna do I it, just, yeah. he back.
2: I think He deserves it. Oh, Who did, what did you, what
1: was your? Uh, I put JoJo first. I actually. put
0: Abadage first. I think Abadage deserves it. Yes, yeah. he had, he had it was only really the bad. first two weekends. I thought about it, and it was the only the first two weekends of summer.
2: Yeah. For for like for me, that I was not super impressed with him. And t- the first game I remember being really impressed with him was his Silas game, and that was the end of week four. And he's also had the best individual mid lane performance uh, I put for a- a single I put
1: Abba game, a second
0: for multiple yeah. single games.
1: I put Abba second. I put Abba second. Um, I had. I, wait,
2: wait, wait, did you put Bjergsen first? Bier- too? No, I said Jojo first. Oh, interesting. So we we just have Jojo and Bjergsen flipped, and Abba both second. So the the so Jojo reasoning three. to me was, and. I did talk to EG staff and maybe that that ch- yeah, I almost I. didn't even put JoJo in my top three because I just felt like he wasn't actually the reason that they were winning a lot of the games. But then I was trying, like, how do I, what
1: am I marking against him? Because he kind of did everything the team needed. So for that's him. exactly the, the reason, like, same things you say about Bjergsen. I just don't think we associate with, with JoJo about doing all the little things better. And I yeah, think he does do it really well. In, in Spring Split, he was like the laning monster and he kind of tunneled on laning. And you would see him do dumb shit sometimes because you could see that he was trying to push his lane yeah. as far as it could possibly go. And some of the EG staff were saying he's become. You know, he's done a lot less of that and so his CSD is not as dominant as it was. It's still good, but he's focused a lot more on vision control and working with Inspired and setting him up. And when I think back to his games, they're almost all good.
0: I almost put him on my most improved award for the my third vote for most improved, about that even too. though he was already so good mm-hmm. because the difference, exactly, if you look at the beginning of spring compared to even just after coming back from MSI. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was your top three? Really team, big though, improvements. Um, I can't remember right now. Abadaga was first. Uh, I think I had Takui in there somewhere. I can't remember if it was two or three. And then did you I don't you remember up, the other you, one. You, you I, don't, like, I don't, and maybe I had Bjergsen three
2: or something like that. So you that. didn't do Jojo. Maybe I had, Birk, maybe I had Jojo third. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's it's definitely a tough one. It, it, I think, yeah, really, I and mean, we didn't even talk about Jensen. Jensen to me was the easiest of the six to kind of cut out, it felt yeah. like.
1: Um, but... This was really, really competitive for mid lane in this split. For sure jungle also was probably my second hardest i don't know how you guys felt about jungle i did feel like there was a pretty clear top three but that there were people outside the top three who had good sports. i thought jungle was really easy compared easy. to uh mid and top lane
0: to me yeah. mid and top lane were the hard ones and it, all the other ones weren't this one to hard. me was if you didn't put inspired, inspired closer, 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 if you didn't put inspired closer yeah. i would definitely say you could change Santorin.
2: you could change third i think i might have ch- done Santorin
1: over closer but i had the same top three Santorin, Santorin, i
2: think like well like, i I could I could understand people's you, arguments for yeah, free, right? Exactly. Like you can like, you can I argue contracts was like really good, you know, like but really beyond contracts. I mean, Blabber blaber had more bad games. I feel like than uh, Blabber um, was was the one that I was yeah wiggling with Santorin. I can't remember which one I put third. I think but, Blabber and contracts were the ones that I was yeah uh, thinking about. But this one didn't feel like such a struggle as um as mid did to me. Yeah, definitely not.
0: No, especially because one two was so easy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like if you didn't put inspired and closer, you're
1: trolling. Yeah, I I, I might have put Santorin over it because I just felt like TL was kind of a bad team, like like a good players obviously, but like bad teamwork team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Santorin still actually was good in that environment. Closer is a monster mid to late game. His his early game is sometimes like not as proactive as someone like a blabber, but then his team fighting is just so good. Uh, I I really appreciate. How good he is in the mid to late game, which is where mm-hmm. sometimes junglers don't stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, contracts for me is like the complete, <laughs> just like again, the madman who, like, probably had some of the best, him and Inspire probably had the best individual j- jungle games. Blabber is up there too. Think about like
2: uh, the yeah he, he, he of stuff, man. Like, Blab, yeah. Blabber's best games, I think, are the best games from jungle. Like, because he just does the crazy.
0: Really, stuff. I have. I think Inspired's Maybe best games split. are the best games,
2: Maybe bro. Not this split, but I just mean as a whole. when I think about like a jungling in an A. Uh huh. I think of Blabber's most dominant games. Like to me, like when when he when he won his MVP and stuff, all those Olaf games or anything where he's just like solo running over the game. I mean, inspired split, is absolutely a beast. Like I'm not. I'm not even gonna try to argue yeah. that split. Don't um, mess with my jungle church of Inspired. <laughs> no, I mean Inspired is is runaway first yeah, place, yeah, yeah, yeah. runaway MVP, okay, okay, okay. but just to me it's it's like the, maybe I should say the most fun whatever like the most most fun when I think of Bliber's best is just like because he has 10,000 CS and you know and he, 20 kills and he's just 1v9 in the game on all,
1: all off and it's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I think we all agree that there's a lot of good junglers but I, I think the top three were kind of what we we're saying about top lane where there's three and then four five yeah. which were good but I think we're all sounds like the same page. It'll be interesting
2: yeah. for, for, uh, for bot and support as well so for bot lane for me Danny was number one by so much, and it's not even close. Like I actually think Danny was so was so good this split. Um, uh, like the amount of damage he puts out. Like D- DPM is 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 like stats aren't everything, but DPM to me is is always interesting to look at. And like he was so far and away number one um, as far as like the, his damage output in fights. Like when you watch this guy play in fights, like he is just. 1v9ing some of these team fights, right? His team plays incredibly to protect him and to enable him. Um, but like he has become such a win condition for AG, I thought way more so than JoJo uh, this split, where it's like Inspired is, is getting his team ahead and setting him up. Mm-hmm. And then the way that Inspired and Impact play around him in team fights is incredible, but like Danny is just an absolute beast. And I think it, it's it says a lot about this like super young player that the best team in the league's win condition is him and they put all their gold into him. They put all their last hits into him, like all their kills. They give him all the towers. They give him everything because they know that he just absolutely delivers in these team fights. Who else did you have there? Because uh I had Berserker mm-hmm. and FBI. I'm trying to remember if it was yeah, I think it was FBI. I did, I did Luger three. So I did uh, Danny Berserker Luger. Oh, um, i start i see a little twinkle a little clgi yeah oh i yeah. see a little CLG so eyes. this one i know it was funny because i was talking to mark and mark was like ah i feel so bad about snowing pal fox because i can't get any clg in there yeah and i was like i can get some clg in there you know like uh because i actually think to, to me fbi fbi is good um hans i think you have to consider as well but it's it's kind of it's kind of funny because it's like hans what What's funny to me is that I would have been
0: more on that uh, previous split because I think CLG relied on Luger more, way more previously. So, this split, because again, I think Dokla actually was really good. Um, they got a lot more out of him and Powell Fox uh, and contracts, and so like there was much more of a like team, yeah. you know, burden rather than previously. Remember, yeah. previous iterations of CLG were like, guess carry- what? You have Luger to carry you. <laughs> Everybody, go bottom lane. Get him money now. So
2: one of the, one of the things that really kind of pushed me towards this um, was he did have some really, really good individual games, right? Like his Draven game was absolutely monstrous. Um, He had like some really good um, Senna games and stuff, but it was also like his flexibility. I actually thought it was a big part of CLG's success was the fact that, you know, like one day they can be playing Seraphine bot, the next day they can be playing Draven bot, the next day they can be playing Twitch, right? Then they can be playing Senna. Like they actually had um, a lot of diversity from their bot lane and even like you think back to the early weeks, like the Enchanter stuff and whatnot, they are able to bring that back and actually be cloud nine with it really recently Um, so he had a lot of flexibility and I did think he actually performed well in team fights I thought their laning was like relatively good overall Um, so to me he performed similarly to like FBI as far as like the later stages but I Mm kind of gave him bonus points
1: because I thought he let them do things in draft that some of the other ADs didn't I um, so I went with FBI I felt like his champion pool made people not realize how good his actual laning was because he played three games of Senna. I think he played the most of anyone, yeah. and it was these fasting numbers where your goal difference isn't good, your CSD is not good, yeah. uh, and, and like he's still kind of even. And they had three wins on Lucian. He was undefeated on it. He was the. I felt like they were the only bot lane in the league that could play Lucian Nami and actually win with it. Um, they were actually dominant when they wanted to be. His team fighting was really good. I, I felt like. He was incredible this whole split. For the most part, there was a little bit of like not quite as good at the beginning of the split, but after that has been popping off. Yeah, I I had FBI in too. Yeah, so I had FBI. Berserker, I feel like I just want to... No offense to Sven. I think Sven had a good split in the end, but there was still like that ramp up time at the beginning where he had like the turbo int games as well as the good ones. (laughs) And I think Berserker has been like having to lane with people who have not always been great in their position yet.
0: <laughs> can you see him trying to work well, out the, when the language? Just say,
1: I thought Zen played really well this split. I think he got there, but if you go back and watch some of his early games, like he just got crushed. Um, and I think he plays lane well, but I also don't know. Uh, I would love to see him with someone who's just like a dedicated support player. And I think Berserkers' team fighting is insane, as we already know, but his laning got a lot better this split. Um, they were up there. Basically, 1-2, two, 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 I think, in a, a lot of lanes. I used
2: to give some credit to, to Sven for that, though, too. I think if you're talking specifically about lane, right? It's like a lot of people talk about, ah, like they're bad in lane because he doesn't have a good support. And then they change the support. They do way better in lane.
1: It's like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, he deserves some credit. But yeah. I, I also think Sven didn't bring in my all-pro voting. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think for me, like, I think there's a lot of better supports than Zven, a- as a support, not to shade Zven's entire career, but like he just role-swapped. I can see things that he doesn't do quite as well, compared to like Ahuhi or whatever. Um, and so, I-, I personally felt like, especially the fact that I didn't feel like they took a lot of lane-dominant I mean, they did play a lot of like Lulu and um, Yumi and stuff. It's a lot more scaling, yeah. Yeah, but like, so I, I thought Berserker was insane. Han Sama had incredible stats, but they just like spammed a lot of lane-dominant stuff, and then would like not, not play later. well yeah in mid to late game. so he was an easy leave off for me despite how good their like numbers looked yep supports
2: supports Um, th- this one would be interesting because I thought Vulcan one. I think, he, I think Vulcan one. Vulcan is the easy one yeah. and then the next two uh, I think are harder so I, I did Afro at two and I think I did Zven at three I actually thought Zven played quite well I thought it was really hard um, at three. I thought Afro had a monster split. Um, I thought he played really, really well for FlyQuest, and I think um, is like such a, a key component to to their wins. Um, I do think I maybe snubbed Tuhi. Like that was the one I was debating debating a lot. But I was pretty impressed with Sven, actually. I thought he played a lot of his his games very very well. But it's 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 difficult, right? Like it feel it feels like Afro. I just think his team relies so much on him for success. Vulcan, I think, was like the best all around and most consistent. And then three, I thought arguably there was a lot of people. I even thought Biofrost, even though he's on an awful team, I thought Biofrost individually was like really good, right? And there's there's a number of people that I thought were really good. Core JJ not being on felt really weird, but I didn't think Core had that good of a split. Like I thought he compared played.
0: to himself, yeah he he did not. Think I still put him in third? I, I put my I put him in third. For me. Put, I think I still put him in third cuz yeah, compared to himself he 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 had, you know, some definitely big
1: blooper games. Yeah. Um I think But I yeah. Oh sorry, I was going to just say as a whole for Team Liquid, there's a lot of pushback on on their players because they're the super team that hasn't really come together. They're still third place. They still had a lot of really good games and I think part of this Voting for you was pushing you, back. You, you say a lot of pushback. I put Bjergson first, Bopo second, Santorin third, right? So, like, yeah, I'm saying community pushback. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that like, when you went into post game threads, it was just constantly bashing Team Liquid. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. the, you probably you don't go on Reddit as much as I do. I so. Literally never go on Reddit. Yeah, exactly. So, like, but like, the community is very anti TL. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, part of this for me was like separating people hate Team Liquid versus like what I'm actually seeing on the rift and yeah, like they're like yeah they're, they are supposed to be a super team yeah they're supposed to be crushing they're still third they're still dominating early games they have some mid to late game team fights but you watch how they play lane you watch how they play some of these situations out and they're they're insanely talented and that's for me why a lot of Team Liquid is still like I don't think I had any of them first team in any position I think they were mostly for me yeah but for me I had him third you know so yep. like yeah I think Bjergsen is really good. I think you're underrating.
2: First, T- to me, to Burst. me, to me, he Burst. he was just by far the most consistent. First, yeah,
1: I think he was by far the most consistent. I value that a lot. Um, to but, that point, though, that's why Core JJ was a struggle for me because there were other good supports. I had who he second. I had Vulcan one. I think Afro deserves a nod. I didn't end up doing it, but who'd like, you put further then I did. I did Core. Okay, I, no. I still think he played really well. He just messed up more team fight engages than you're used to seeing. Sport is, out of support him. is also interesting because it's so much about like what you what you value and
2: and also a lot like statistics so basically don't matter for support, right? It's, yeah, it's a lot of eye tests. It's a lot of um, you know, what you think the player is bringing to the team and and this sort of thing. Um, so it is really interesting, right? Like I, I think cores is one of the best players in the league. I don't think he played one of the best splits, right? Like my read on TL was their t- their top half was the reason that they were winning most of their games, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Their their bot lane is, as like as big as the names are. I didn't think we're responsible for a lot of TL wins, right? I felt I felt like it was it was more about um you know Santorin and and Bupo and Bjergsen and Core and, and Hans had some good performances and, but. and for in the first time in a long time they were actually responsible for some of the losses.
0: Yeah, and you're like, what the hell is going on?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's that's what sticks out in a lot of people's mind is just seeing Core him a game like this hundred thieves one. His movement was not very good, you know, and I think people are not used to seeing that out of him. But I mean, yeah. when you look at the totality
2: of the split, also it's it's interesting because like um, I know Zven is is new um, to support, obviously having roll stop, but also having spoken to to a few different players and a few different teams, a lot of people were were like speaking really highly of him to me, and I think it made me start thinking of him uh, in in a better and better light. Um, but no, I did I did really have a lot of trouble with support. I mean, I felt I felt confident about Afro and Vulcan. Three honestly I didn't really feel
1: very confident about. Um that one was really tough for me. I think uh I re- I think who he just played really well. I don't know if you have anything to say about him, but for me I thought he just did everything I wanted support to do without many of those standout lows of like, wow, you you into that one. Yeah. I I had Vulcan Afro core, I think. But I
2: understand the argument. Yeah. Yeah. It'll I be guess interesting I just like FB uh hundredth years balling as a whole. Yep. I, don't think I had we, FBI in there I don't think oh FBI yeah I, I don't think we really need to talk about MVP voting because I feel like that one was pretty yeah, clear yeah it's inspired <laughs> uh, it's, it's inspired right I feel like everyone yeah. everyone thinks that did you guys think do you want to talk about it at all like runner up or anything like to me it, it was Sunday um, I, I, I put Sunday yeah yeah, yeah. The if the
1: if one two feels pretty clear, um, three as well felt so far behind them that three I'm, I didn't even care. I almost didn't. I vote. almost declined to vote. Yeah, I, I just was like, I'll pick someone from TL who I thought was like the biggest benefit for them, and then for me that was Bwippo, But like, that, yeah. it's not like I have a strong case. It was just like I felt like he was Team Liquid's best player over the course of the split. I was yeah. really debating team. decline to
2: vote. I can't remember if I put Danny or decline to vote. I honestly can't remember.
1: I don't like doing two
2: from the same team. Yeah, I know it felt weird, but I was just like, man. Yeah, no, this I is, don't disagree this is with like it. Like how they kind of build their team, and I, I did think about TL as well, but I, I didn't feel
1: that. Um, I don't know. I just it was it was. It's hard. not interesting. Yeah. Everyone knows Inspire is going to win that. The more interesting one is uh, well, two interesting ones. Co- coaching staff, just to hit on quickly, as well as the most improved. I snubbed CLG. I didn't put a single one of their players in the top three for All Pro, and I just felt so bad about it because I think that just doesn't sound right in my head. Like the fourth place team, like. Clearly, some of these guys are popping off, but I gave them number one in coaching staff, and I put two of their players on most improved with Palafox and contracts. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. The, so the most improved. I'm just gonna be honest. I think the the restrictions on it were yeah.
2: criteria were really weird because Dokla doesn't qualify for most improved, and that's weird. Um, at the end of the day, it was you know you need a certain amount of games played, it was including spend- including Lockin. Yeah. Um, and so he didn't have enough which i feel bad about he for sure should be in most improved he definitely shouldn't be an all pro but you know what are you gonna do um but like he he deserves that i also think it's gonna be weird because next year he probably won't win all most improved either because it's gonna be like comparing this year to next year right so unless he makes a a massive leap um but i think he should have been in there pal fox and contracts were like slam dunks to me again I, if I did 3 it would have been Dokla and like that's kind of like what I care about it would have been those three guys on CLG and I think that speaks so much to to their improvements coaching I always decline to vote I just don't feel like um, For the
0: first time ever this year I actually declined to vote uh, one of the votes and I declined to vote on the coaching staff Usually I still every I still yeah. do it yeah usually every year I still vote for it um but I just don't I, like I, I, vote I yeah I've just I've just been exhausted by it because it's all it's literally all just rumors and you know side conversations and things that you get third hand from person to
2: person talking about them inside and like even when I I, talk to multiple players on the same team sometimes they wildly disagree on if their coaches are good or not and I'm just like the teams I, I don't get to go and listen to the coaches coaching and watch them right so like I mean, you can do it based on drafts. You can do it based on different things, but sometimes the players are dri- driving the draft. So for me, it's really hard. I have no problem with the award. Um, and I think it's cool to like, to me, it's kind of the like, your team did X amount better than we expected. Yeah, for, exactly. Right? It's like, yeah. oh, you did better than we thought you were going to do. Yeah. But it's hard to pin down. You know, it's like, is that the GM? To me, it's like, it's more cool, almost as like a team award than like a, a best coach award. You yeah. Know? It's like a congratulations CLG as an organization. You like, overshot expectations the most, you win. That's kind of why I actually changed this year and I just declined to
0: vote instead. Cause I feel like it takes away in a lot of cases, it is, you know, a player is is managing a lot of relationships and doing the in-game some in-game shot calling that's way better than people thought it was or, you know, something like that. Right. Um, and so it's kind of assigning value to some nebulous thing that is all very very high chance of being misassigned because we actually you don't actually don't have data
1: I don't disagree with anything you said, but I also just don't really care. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a fun. I, like I, just, I said, I used to always vote for it, anyways. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. with that. Yeah, that, that's how I feel. Like, I don't blame people who, who want to abstain. For me, I'm yeah. like, I don't care if I get it wrong because I don't have any information. It's fun. <laughs> like I'm just. That's how I approach all the awards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have some. Obligation. I don't spend that much time. So, so All Pro, I do spend time on, and I too. check everything because yeah, I, I, I actually that. care. Because at, when I we do a these All Pro, uh, when we do like the top ten list, you see like six time All Pro brought yeah. up and stuff like that. I yeah. care about that a lot. Coaching staff of the split. No <laughs> one's like hiring a coach if they won. Co- Some people might because they're bad teams, but like you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing due diligence, not what I voted on. So yeah. I really don't care if it's like misassigned. I'm just like it's fun. CLG overperform. Here's a pat on yeah. the back. Good job. And, and Get I it's a cool
2: org award, right? Like, yeah, do that's how I do think as an organization like yeah. deserve it. Mm-hmm. So and and I think that's. Uh, you know, it's, it's cool that they're probably gonna dominate most improved and and coaching because yeah. um, that's, that's that definitely deserve that all right let's go to the power rankings and talk about how bad I was with CLG yeah Mark speaking
0: also. of those <laughs> who underrated CLG yeah.
2: so the, uh, this time you around... you underrated them by three points uh, yeah um, so Kobe <laughs> I had them the highest still we do we do this the based on how many positions off you were for like each so if I put something you know second they get third you get one point the more points the worse um so kobe was first with 14 off mark was second 16 off i was third with 17 off um so i got absolutely blasted by clg uh being way better than i thought yeah you guys both put the 10th dig being way worse than i thought because uh we were actually all somewhat positive on dig um or no you weren't kobe you weren't yeah um i put dig 10 Yep. big brain. So, so us two, we were somewhat positive on dig. We had them at six, and they're way worse than we thought. Um, and then what was the other one? I think I, TSM at five. So those were the three that really got me. TSM TSM bade me too.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, I think it was. It's also like I don't know. So much behind the scenes stuff influenced me so hard with TSM. Yeah. I talked to so many of the players and the coach, and they were so juiced that. Uh, that one, that one's for sure. I, I got these led big astray. We're doing
2: really well in scrims as well. That was yeah. a, a big one that got me. Um, and I had heard CLG was awful in scrims, so I definitely got baited a little bit by the info. But uh, I'm, I'm willing to fully take the L on the CLG
1: one. I really underestimated them. So I obviously inted CLG. And as yep. soon as week one happened, I was like, that's wrong. It's I test-wise, you could just mm. see that they were not that bad. They're obviously not 10th. 10th. Uh, Dig, I held out a little hope for over the course of the split, but then it just never clicked and just got worse and worse with time. Yeah. Yep. Um, but what I will say, to toot my own horn a little bit here, those two I absolutely did. Fair enough. I had the most zeros, meaning right on the dot. Mm. I had five. And you also I, had the biggest miss. <laughs> I had the biggest miss with CLG, for sure.
0: Um, but... Wait, how did... Well, no, because then because then Azale would also have the biggest Because yeah, you both put that be right. Ben. There's a six in there. Yeah, Azale, Azale had a four. Well, I'm definitely be
1: last anyway. Yeah, you're last. Um, it, I mean, I'm not here to like anyway, nip points. Matter, yeah. these, these might not be 100% correct, but I had a lot of zeros where like I sniped yeah. them on the spot and I had a couple ones as well. So I had seven total that were either on the... Di- like, I actually felt really good even though my score is not good. I yeah. care a lot less about like I got one team horribly wrong and it changes it a lot versus like I got... Seven out of 10 in the league, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, if I for mind. sure. And I mean, so I felt pretty good actually. I thought I had a, a great one. I think, I think for the top half, we
2: all did pretty well. Like, that's obviously the, the more obvious. You ones.
0: got one more. Wait, 5, four, five. Six out of 10. Yeah, you got one more zero or one. Yep. That's. One more team as a zero or yeah. one. One most of mine Mark, were you know four, five, zero, six, one, six, two. Seven, I had a yeah.
2: lot of those. I just got super blasted by a couple by a couple of bad ones for sure. Uh, yeah, Dig and you really blasted me. Those those ones were the worst by far. Um but you know it it's power rankings is fun, right? Because it is it is I, fun to see. And I think you're catching up to me now in the total wins for the power rankings. I,
0: I'm sad because I wasn't here for that episode. I remember oh, when yeah. I saw the power ranking episodes go and you had Raz on. I was like, Uh oh "Oh my God, mine are way better. I knew uh, during the episode of like you guys revealing them, I was like, oh my God, I wish I was on that.
1: I I appreciate the number value, but I also care way more again about like generally how accurate the league was. And I think this was a really cool one um, because even some of the things that were kind of wrong were kind of wrong in a cool way. We're like, EG, we were all like, they might have a hangover. Aside for Kobe got them right. Put them first. He got them right, right there. But the fact that they didn't have a hangover and they just crushed was cool. And yeah. uh, I, I liked some of those those uh, differences. And
2: I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I would actually propose that going forward, we do our power rankings for like including playoffs, like finishing the split because to me, I think a, it's a more interesting discussion. And B, I think it's it's more like accurate to like where we think a team will end up. Like for example, I put EG third because I thought they would have a slow start, but I still thought they were the best team in the league. You know, so it's like, I would have bet on them winning the split, but I put them through for regular season because I thought they were going to be slow out the gate, which does make kind of like a less interesting way of predicting, right? If you're like, ah, oh, like this
1: team... I, think it, yeah. I mean, I we
0: also, we thoroughly discussed this
2: at the beginning. Yeah. And so... That's on you.
1: I mean, I, but, <laughs> well, I personally Of course, still, of course but I just think it's, it's, more, it's more of a fun prediction. I to think be... it's more fun to do it this way because you there's like more restrictions on it where if I'm just basically predicting who I make worlds at that point, yeah. a, a regular season underperformance suddenly doesn't matter. Whereas I like having to try and... Ju- like, I got it wrong. EG didn't slump, but I'd rather yeah. try and predict EG slumping than, yeah, EG's getting... First again, yeah. it's know? just it's just different. It's yeah. different. We yeah, have enough is. regular things where we say who we think is gonna win. Like I like trying to predict end of season regular. Yeah, season.
2: I'm curious what the fans think about that one because yeah. that, that would be worth knowing. Because I do think that like our in those comments, I mean, baby, Toby wasn't here, but because I did think our power ranking discussion was less interesting because it became oh. We think EG is the best, but we're going to put them down a little bit because we think they're
1: going to be slow out the gates because they want to practice that. Well, but I think it does matter for some teams. Like C9, you and I had them fourth. Kobe had them second. Yeah. And I would say we were more right that the struggles ended up hurting them a lot in the regular season. And I think that was a... Thought they were going to start weak. Yeah, and it was a worthwhile conversation. I think they're still weaker than I thought they would be. I was saying back then, like, oh, they'll probably make worlds. Feeling a lot less confident about that now. Um, But I, I do think that those conversations help set tones because if you're just like CLG to, or C9 yeah. top three, you kind of throw out yeah. that like path to The get
0: reason there. I like it is because if you're doing past playoffs, then all of a sudden you're pushing out so far that it seems less connected to the actual like, oh, we're doing these at the beginning of the split. That's fair. And, and it feels just more, yeah. I don't know, more is, relevant. It's, it's more
1: best-of-five yeah. debate to, then. That's so totally
2: fair. You guys are clearly on that side. I'm just I'd be interested to hear what, what yeah. the fans I, I think mean, ultimately ultimately what the more. What's funny is looking
0: like. back at this, you both have Team Liquid first. and I'm like, I think you guys are still overrating Team Liquid.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> team Liquid for me to Team Liquid for me, I, I have three. Right now. Like if I okay, think yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think they'll be the third best team, right? I did have them at first. They're worse than I thought. Um, you know, yeah. but but I uh, definitely think that they would be, um, you know, probably third or. We're fourth.
0: seventy minutes in. Time we're, to do the playoff previews. All right. Well, for fortunately, t- I
1: I don't know about you, but I don't have a ton to say for Flytl. As much as we were just saying, oh, they're underperforming. We overrated them. Again, I have the, I have them underperforming at a solid third. Yeah, I, I have them underperforming, probably at third right now as yeah. well. And FlyQuest, hey, great split. Did better than I thought you would a little bit, but all right for some interesting discussion for it then
0: <laughs> to inject some here because I think Keep, we all will predict Team Liquid over. Yeah, everyone's gonna um, Do you remember Fudge doing the top lane rankings? Oh, for Phillip, himself, with Philip Super, high. and he put Philip up there with the basically the uh, immovable, uh, you know, all pro top laners. Yep. And to me, that was because uh, he did fifth, this. Right. He think, did this. What, get what get week was fifth. it? Because he did it a
2: few, he did it like a, week a, a few weeks, weeks before. It was, yeah. it was
0: decently early, um, as well, and that to me was the most interesting thing yeah. of that whole discussion um, by far. And I do think Philip has performed really well, and it spoke to me even of you know some some further like scrim experiences and and deeper one v ones with him that I was really excited for.
2: I mean, Philip has just actually been good, right? Like I. I came into this split thinking he was going to get absolutely turbo stomped in lane every game. Um, everyone from Academy was telling him, yeah, he's got a bad laning phase even for Academy, right? Uh, the games I watched were not that pretty in Academy. Um, but he really like, by the end of the split, he we were talking about this I think in our TriCast, right? Like he's almost, almost even on CSD now yeah. at this point. And it's like, I was like, "Damn! Like he's actually playing skill be, matchups and going even." Yeah, like and, he, he's he's picking aggressive stuff. Um, I feel like he plays team fights well. I feel like he kind of has that that killer instinct, right? Like he, <laughs> sometimes too much on that cannon, <laughs> way some, ahead sometimes of his team. too much. Yeah, um, but but I actually really really have enjoyed watching him, and I think it's super cool that FlyQuest grabbed like basically a fully unknown player um, as a 19 year old rookie, slammed him in a top lane and have had a really competitive split, right? I think that's super impressive. Um, I think when I'm looking at this matchup, the reason I find it so difficult is that because I think Bjergsen is so incredibly consistent, Like I I feel like it's going to be hard to see Takui just like blowing out Bjergsen in this series. And that's kind of like how I would maybe see them winning. Um, You know, Santorin as well is so consistent, right? So it's like Ken Jose really in a best-of-five just like dominate this guy. I just struggle to see it. Um, so I, I struggle to see the ways in, right? Blippo, I think, is going to be really hard to prepare for in playoffs because he has so many different picks and so many different styles. So to me, it's like the wing conditions for FlyQuest are usually more on... on you know, mid-jungle. Um, and Takui, as seen by, you know, having the most player of the games so of the split, like, he kind of has to have those monster games, but I just think it's gonna be very difficult to play around Santorin
1: and Bjergsen and be able to, like, get the best of them in a series. The, the way that FlyQuest wins would not surprise me, even if it happens once or twice. I don't feel like Team Liquid's that clean that they won't drop a game, maybe. Yeah. Like, I'd probably predict 3-1, but it's like, yeah, Takui has one of his pop-off games, then you have Jose Diodo playing decently well, Philip maybe... You know, his team fights are good and their bot lane went even and didn't lose lane that hard. Because I do think the scary thing about Team Liquid is even though their mid to late game is not great, they still have an insane early game. And you kind of have to weather that, (laughs) come out the other end healthy enough to then start winning when Team Liquid's at their worst. Um, And you can see teams like 100 Thieves who have really good laners still go down 4k against them and then have to win in 5v5s off really good playmaking mm. just this weekend like I don't know how many teams actually do recover that game against Team Liquid and FlyQuest doesn't have a great early game and Flatquest does not have a great early game but a lot of their strengths are working as a team yep. and um, even their best players have quiet games like Tekoi so yeah I can see a game where more, more things work out for them and they have a good draft and they beat Team Liquid that game but Three times, I I think the early game is just too much to
2: overcome. I, I just see Bjergsen picking pit, pushing matchups in every single game and doing nothing but like AFK shoving the lane so Toquei doesn't move.
0: Uh, to me, it, it it could happen the way that I would see it because obviously this is the hard mode of trying to see the way that Flyquest win the best of five. It's something in draft that they discover for this best of five, and you know it's like the it's like the you know Twitch Yumi combo or something like that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're able to you know maneuver something in the best of five draft throughout the series. and you know that un- ends up being the lever uh, that they can actually push. Uh, if it's something like that, champion, um you know meta shifting, something like that because we are moving to twelve fifteen for all of playoffs. um I think that's that could be the angle. twelve fifteen is not a huge patch. yeah, so there's I not like mind. giant um swinging changes, but could be something there. Yeah. Let me uh, buy- like Neela, I think is. I think Neela is actually good. I think Neela is is being underplayed and underrepresented. She's weird by pro players. She's hard. Yeah. She takes a lot of time to put in, and they haven't had a lot of time because they've been. It's been yeah. crunch time for practicing. Um. And and, and the, the, even the combinations and synergies
2: with this champion are weird. Yeah. Like no no one's playing that much Taric. Yeah. and that's what is her best. Yeah, a lot of the low range ADs struggle unless you can unless they're like low range dominant ones, like lane dominant ones. So um, it's, it's weird because generally when I see Neil have success, it is with like these all ends, right? Um, but I think a lot of people struggle to find the all ends at the pro level. So they feel like they're just going to kind of get bullied out of lane and stuff and not really find those windows to kind of come back like you can in solo queue where it's way more scrappy
0: and i've been looking at uh gumi yushi and ruler specifically like their opg.ggs uh, and match histories and, and reviewing some of their games and they're not even going like shield bow you know they're going gale force yeah, on a low season. range AD carry champ and smurfing these games uh, you know with extremely high win rates so i think i think the angle is there it's just difficult you know so if oh flyquest put it in a lot of time you know practicing some angle like that
2: yeah, I mean, that's that's always, I think, the opportunity and best of is when you are the underdogs, you've got to come with something spicy, right? you gotta got to try to find that draft advantage because, um, yeah, the early game is going to be really, really tough. I mean, FlyQuest is on average down 200 at 15. TL is on average up 1,800, right? Um, it's number one in the league, I assume, right? I think so. Uh, so, you know, they are just such a, a monster team, you know, in the early stages. Even just, like, comparing the plates, on average, they get... 4.9 plates a game tl does uh which is just like ridiculous right they're they're just
1: farming yeah. farming towers their number game. one number two is c9 as i see on this it's 8 eight thirty. so tl's almost a thousand more than they're close more than competition. double
2: yeah yeah it's it's pretty crazy um, but, no, it, it, sh- it should be an interesting one. And, and if, if FlyQuest can have those pop-off performances and really compete, I think it'll be exciting. But to me, I think we even talked about this last week, and I don't know if you guys uh, wanted to make the argument because it was like last week we were talking about I, how I thought FlyQuest was in like a tier below. Um, do you guys still feel that they're in that kind of tier up with like CLGC9, or do you think that they are? Like, just, can they make like a lower bracket run, assuming they lose here?
1: I feel like they are... Weirdly, between seven and five, I, I feel like CLG and C9 are closer. FlyQuest is a step behind, but probably still a step ahead of TSM. But even that, I'm I'm less confident in in recent weeks. Yeah, I'm um, I'm interested to see because like if they lose, they will have to
0: play TSM. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they are the sixth place. Like I think they're aptly end the season in sixth place. Yeah. Right. So I think that's. I think that is correct. I would still say that is a significant chance, yeah. um, you know, at overcoming some of them. Uh, of course, fourth versus six is the more lopsided of the first matchups that we have in the yeah three versus uh, beginning six. of the upper bracket. Excuse me. Yep, yeah. uh, three. It,
2: it'll, but, be, um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see how they do in the lower bracket. That's what I'm more kind of curious about. I mean, if they pull off an upset, that would be crazy. But like, I think it should be competitive against uh, TSM if they if they lose, and then if they win that, then they would play you know potentially uh, you know like a CLG or C9, who we are assuming is going to win um, the game the series against Golden Guardians. Yeah. Um. All right, should we go to the other one? Yeah, this is the spicy one.
1: I yeah. think
0: this one is really hard, actually. Because both these teams were so volatile. Mm-hmm. Both of these teams, I, I could I could actually pick either team and you could just point to a game like even a couple weeks ago and be like, look, they're dog shit. And I'd be like, damn, <laughs> you got me.
1: Or they're incredible. But, but then amazing. I look at the next game, and I'm like,
0: look, they're Smurfs. <laughs> and you'd be like, damn, you're <laughs> right.
1: I also feel like it's a microcosm of like the CLG storyline they've been pushing back against. Like, oh, these old names that people just latch onto and assume they're good. Like, one team is this upstart of. It's y- he not really that many old names. I would say. Jensen, Jensen. Laber, Blabber, Labber's old. What the? F- well, I mean, old in the sense that like bent. he's yeah. okay. I'll but give you Jensen. Old, bent. not as in like That's maybe the best a... I can do Mark. Established.
2: Can you add? Can you throw in a fudge no, for me? No, I should say established. Fudge is like nineteen
1: or something. <laughs> yeah. he's like twenty something now. He's is old. He? He's over the. Hill. I'm gonna look it up. But
0: I mean, he's been playing since he was three years old. Uh, yeah. From okay, Australia. My <laughs>
1: bigger point: old, maybe not the best term. Established name. C9 is full of established names. Berserker is maybe the only like the they're like least. half full. I don't know. O- old.
0: I'm kind of. Have... I'm with Azale on this. Maybe Cloud9 are like they have more established names.
1: Fudge. They have a ton of established Blabber. Is Twenty like three months ago, by the way. <laughs> yeah. See, old. No, but <laughs> <laughs> Blabber is number two on Jungle All Time list. Like Blabber that is, is established. Blabber is established. Yep. Jensen is established. established. Zven is, is a support. Okay, it's new, yeah. but Zven is established. Okay. Fudge I'll, was first team All Pro last year. Yep. And okay. Berserker was the hottest, one of two of the hottest. He's brand new. You've won, you won, you've won, a, you've won us prospects. over. Continue. He changed the goalposts. He's all, he's no, all we agree. How did I change the goalposts? <laughs> I picked the wrong word the first time. Anyways, I feel like it's just pushing back on that narrative that he's been talking about all split long of. These are a bunch of established names that you just assume should be going to Worlds. Like, we all said at the start of the split, like, C9 has a good chance. And here they are in fifth, looking inconsistent. And like, yep. I just feel like it's this perfect little microcosm of like, Take them down, CLG. Prove us all idiots. I mean, because I, I don't believe he's still in best of five. The C nine has
2: has just not had the the steady improvement that I thought. Right, um, like they're they're not as far off like my my kind of like power ranking or whatever. But like I I thought that they were going to start low and just have a steady yeah. incremental improvement.
0: You were correct in the placement that you put them at. For a different for reason, reason than you actually thought. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you thought they were going to start lower and end higher, and they've kind of done this. Yep. And at the same ranking.
2: Yeah. So, it, so th- that part is is tough for me. Um, I do still think that it's like, I don't know. I, I still put like maybe I'm just a boomer, but I put I do put a lot of value in having playoff experience. I just think it's different. Um, there's players put more pressure on themselves because they're like the matches feel more important mm-hmm. and that can change how you play and if you haven't been in in those big games some players just don't play as well right so it's like there's, there's no guarantee that the cloud 9 players will play better in those scenarios just because they've done them but it's an unknown how some of the CLG guys will perform I think in that in that higher pressure situation uh, and that's why I do give some kind of like credence to to experience right like I think Jensen is going to play like Jensen in playoffs right like he he was always a guy who, who was able to step up in big games um fudge fudge has been more inconsistent than I expected but like I still favor fudge pretty heavily over dokla as far as like well maybe not super heavily but i think fudge at his top is is better than dokla um so i'm when i when i kind of go like position by position it gets a little bit harder even though like some of the individual performances were were really really good from from clg this split i just am not sure if that's what we're going to get in playoffs or not i guess is my biggest concern we get to see uh
0: after after this weekend you guys will have ammunition to actually say how much I'm overrating Dokla or not. Yeah. Because a best of five, like here, you know. This, this if you guys slammed,
2: thing, then you can shoot me full of holes. Well, but This is like my four or
1: five for top. Yeah. <laughs> but if he slams him, at least it shows that, like, hey, maybe he deserves more credit. Um, yep. the, the teams being volatile too both teams have basically one-on-one records against every other playoff team they, they both have one team that they're 0-2 against it's EG for C9 and, and 100 Thieves for CLG but it speaks to that ability to kind of beat anyone the on a good day teams, yeah. yeah like on any good day you guys can kind of beat anyone because you know you, you beat EG C, CLG like hey that's pretty good mm-hmm. but I just don't they're also the bloodiest teams in the league. Like, both, I think it's gonna be such a fun series. This series is gonna be incredible to watch because I just don't see a way that these teams play slower. Some teams slow down in playoffs, you know, like oh, we're not gonna f- go for a riskier dive just because the stakes are there, and suddenly we're playing a little more scared. Like, can, and contracts are cool. <laughs> they're not slowing down. That's why
0: I'm saying this is the most volatile matchup that we can possibly yeah. have, um, and that's why it's so hard to predict because it could be over in a 3-0 either freaking way and especially if you're talking about you know the different pressures that have been on these players i think both both teams have had to shoulder a lot even just leading up to this point yeah and so when you add the playoff crunch on top of that it it really does put in a, a kind of a pressure cooker scenario and since they're both extremely aggressive teams things can snowball out of control you you know um the the draven uh, an aggressive bottom lane meta as well can cause these like twelve thousand gold advantage games <laughs> what to not even from this? to not even be like a big deal. You're like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's the Draven game. You know, they snowballed or whatever. Um, when a, if you look at stats backwards, you're like, oh my god, they you know dumped on this team or whatever. And there's there's just so
2: many variables here, even within same players. So I'm really interested to see. Also, is CLG lane going to bring out? like a lot of enchanters and stuff. Are they Seraphine just, lanes.
1: Yeah, it's like are they, are they just going to Yeah,
0: for, are they going to overextend themselves and try too much in the yeah. best of five? Is it actually going to be an advantage? Are they going to start trying stuff that they don't exactly have as much time as you need to be able to pull it out on stage? Uh,
1: this one is... Yeah, this one's going to be very exciting. All right, let's put some money where our mouths are. Uh, <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> Predictions. I'm still going C9. I kind of said it before. Yeah. CLG. I knew you both were going to I knew you both were going to I want to believe in them, but I'm scared. They don't have any... The person with the most playoff experience on the team is contracts. I don't think any single other player on that team has won a best of five. I don't even know if they've played in any.
2: They have have in in
1: different regions. Academy. Other regions, but not in, excuse me, in a major region. Yeah. So it's it's just, in some academy I know, but like on stage in LCS, only contracts has played in one best of fives. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, they've they've played in best a bunch of best of series and not, not and stuff. nothing in the LCS though to step up in the big leagues. True. True. Uh, and Reach I around. understand you being nervous and scared Mark, and that is normal. I too am scared and nervous. Uh as are all CLG fans. Yeah. But I really do think they deserve their spot this year. Uh, yeah. their climb up the rankings. That to me is the number 1 battle uh, of this whole uh, of of the split for this for this team has been trying to like actually prove and win over and convince people of the reality and not not just being oh look it's crazy counter logic gaming doing those crazy you know random victories that they get again I think the the improvements with the team are, are very real yes it's like we said they're both extremely volatile teams but that's why uh, you know I, I would I could make and convince myself of an argument of either a team you know winning this series easily. and, with and I know that both of you are doing cloud nine. If you can't can decide so with I, reason, I'm going to choose the cloud, cloud nine one. Oh wait, what? <laughs> uh, excuse me, <laughs> baited. Ah! Uh, I hope not. Uh, yeah, cause yeah, cause. I'm, I, I'll am i I'll craft the CLG one then because yeah you're also going Cloud9 right?
2: I mean I'm actually really struggling with this one like way more than I thought it was because again mm-hmm. I actually don't think Cloud9 is like that good, good yeah. right? So it's it's like if, if I was actually doing the like ah I'm just predicting off of names I'd be like Cloud9 right? But like Cloud9 didn't look nearly as good as I thought they were going to throughout mm-hmm. this split so, like I don't think that they're that consistent like I actually I wouldn't be shocked at all if, if CLG wins I think I fully agree. CLG is not just like, ah, crazy CLG wants random games. Like, they are actually good. I just think the one thing working against them is lack of playoff experience, which, again, some players go in their first playoffs and just turbo smurf and it's totally fine. But some players go into their big first pressure games and they just play bad, right? Like, they play way more scared. And I do think if CLG loses their aggressive tendencies, if they step on stage and start playing slower... Um, as a result, I'm not sure if that's what they will do, but a lot of players do that when it feels like a, a more important game They just pull back. I think they will lose if they do that. And I think that is more likely to happen to them than it is to C9 because C9 has the additional experience. Yeah. That's the only thing that I can really use to separate these two teams um, because I think that CLG was like a slightly better team than them in the regular season. And if, I, if I'm predicting off of like, they're going to play the exact same as they did in regular season, I actually think CLG wins. If if i'm breaking off of i think you know c9 is going to play a little bit better because they have experience i think c9 wins so it's it's really really tough um yeah and and i do think it's really cool that like i'm we're not just talking about oh yeah jensen versus palafox like what a joke you know Jensen's going to clown on this guy right like it's a close nope. matchup um Doka versus fudge i do think fudge especially fudge at his peak i think is is better um fudge at his peak is like top of the league but he's, he's not there right now um but I think that, like, these are close matchups against not big names. Blaber versus Contracts, like, that's actually a close matchup for this guy who got replaced on Cloud9, got sent to Academy. You know, like, you wouldn't think it would be. All right, like, well, put some match-up. money in your mouth as Mark yeah, was referring I, I'm to. I'm going to go, go C9. <laughs> I mean, the, the number almost doesn't even matter to me. Like I knew it. <laughs> 3-1, yeah, but, like 2 th- No, this I one I
0: fully agree really that game score or, you know, match score or whatever does not Is way too hard. With how
1: volatile these teams are, you they could be like They could be five percent better in three zero. You know, just like yeah. CLG beat C9 two weeks ago, and then they lose to TSM in week eight. But I don't think that changes anything about what I think of CLG. They're just like yeah, they're crazy. I wouldn't be shocked either way. Like uh, they could make it three zero C9. I'm actually
2: super super excited for this. This is one of like the most most exciting first round matchups I I can remember. Most exciting four five ever. Maybe. Just say it more confidently. The most exciting there four or five you will ever watch. There, there we go. go. That's yeah, the take. I'm actually really, really excited for this. <laughs> so, I, I think it's going to be super fun. I hope that FlyQuest kind of like overperforms and and makes that one a, a bit of a banger too. But this one I feel like is, is guaranteed to be entertaining. All right. I think that's going to do it for this episode of Dive. Hope you enjoyed the first ever Split You Old Divies. Congratulations to all the winners. I know this is the peak Cheers, achievement boys. that you have ever had in your entire life. Never mind. We're all, Piers, we're we're all empty. empty anyways. Mark has some residue. Maybe you can lick it out. of them. Oh, God. That's horrible. Okay. Uh, that'll wrap it up for us for now. And remember, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss episode of Dive. You can also check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm. Keep sending your questions. Use the hashtag DiveLOL. Also, let us know what you thought about the Diveys and uh, what you would like us to do for next split. Give us your Divey Award rundown. LCS playoffs kicks off With Team Liquid Honda versus FlyQuest Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific. That's earlier than normal, so you gotta tune in earlier. Tune in as we kick off the road to Chicago.